Hello. Hi. Welcome back, Misfits. Welcome back to a new episode. Today we're going to talk about Jesus once again, but we're going to talk about how Jesus was sent not only to die for us, but to be the example of a perfect human and to show us how to live. Yes, and we're talking about perfect, perfect human in a sense that he didn't sin, but you know, he, he rolled up some feathers, he stepped yes. on some toes. Not everyone loved him, if you heard our last episode, but yeah, still perfect as in no sin. Right, right. So in this episode, we're going to give you examples of how to become more like Jesus, because as we said, he was here to be an example for us. So we know um, just who to follow and, and what things to do and what things to do correctly. So we're going to give you examples. We're going to give you a Bible verse. And then from that Bible verse, we're going to basically break it down and just discuss what he's teaching us in that moment. Yeah, and we're focusing on one of the Gospels only. Uh, not all of them, because that would get kind of lengthy, right? Yes, it would get kind of lengthy, get a little confusing because there's just so much going on in, yeah. the, in the Gospels. But um, we're focusing on the Gospel of John and then um, the Bible verses that we're reading are from the New Living Translation, just so you know, um, in case you want to fact check us because, you know, I'm sure there's people that out there that do. Um, so, okay. yeah, yeah, just you do what you do, boo-boo. <laughs> but um, for this episode, we're not going to talk about all of the moments um, that he's teaching us something in the gospel because that would be insane. And um, there's there's things that we've already discussed. Yes. So we're not going to talk about things that we've already talked about in previous episodes. So, for example, when he chose the disciples, when he met the woman at the well, um, when he clears the temple and makes the whips, if you remember that we talked about that. So we're not going to touch those. We're just going to talk about things that... Um, um, we haven't discussed yet right yeah so for the first um example the first bible verse the first situation we're going to talk about when jesus meets with nicodemus right all right so this is john chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 and this is verbatim there was a man named nicodemus a jewish religious leader who was a pharisee after dark one evening he came to speak with jesus rabbi he said we all know that god has sent you to teach us your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you, right? So what is he teaching us in this moment? So in this moment, um, Nicodemus, as we've, as we've mentioned before, is a religious leader, right? A Pharisee. And so other religious leaders wouldn't see him. He met with Jesus at night. And even though Jesus knew that the Pharisees were trying to trap him, he still met with Nicodemus and tried to explain who he was and what he was sent to the earth for. Um, now, Nicodemus didn't necessarily understand what Jesus was saying, but Jesus still took the time to explain his purpose. So we have to just kind of, um, you know, keep in mind that we might be in situations where you're talking to someone that isn't a Christian or hasn't, hasn't, doesn't believe in God or whatever, has their own beliefs, but you can still take the time to explain your beliefs to them because yeah. maybe they're just curious. Um, you know, don't feel like they're checking you or don't feel right. like they, don't feel like what you're doing is less than, but we do need to take the time to um if people have questions we have to have enough grace and care enough about those people to just explain what it is that we believe and why it is that we believe it right don't push them away just keep in mind that they're just wanting to know something and they're coming to you because obviously they see something in you that they don't see maybe in someone else right right and these might be your friends or your you know whatever it, it could be anyone so you know just take the time and explain it and if they receive it then great and if they don't then they don't yeah, that's okay too. But you showed him that grace, you showed him that time, and, and you're like uh, conscious of, of helping them. Right, right. Okay, so the next one is healing the official son. The official's son. So there was an official, and he healed the son. Just want to make sure. <laughs> 
because it sounds like a run-on sentence. <laughs> so just we're all clear. <laughs> there was and, an official, and he had a son. And he had a son. And, and he healed, Jesus him. healed him. All right. All right. Are we all on the same page? Okay. Uh, so this is coming from John chapter 4, verses 47 through 54. And it reads, When he heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went and begged Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son, who was about to die. Jesus asked, Will you never believe in me unless you see miraculous signs and wonders? The official pleaded, Lord, please come now before my little boy dies. Then Jesus told him, Go back home, your son will live. And the man believed. And the man believed what Jesus said and started home. While the man was on his way, some of his servants met him with the news that his son was alive and well. He asked them when the boy had begun to get better, and they replied, Yesterday afternoon, at one o'clock, his fever suddenly disappeared. Then the father realized that that was the very time Jesus had told him, Your son will live. And he and his entire household believe in Jesus. This was the second miraculous sign Jesus did in Galilee after coming from Judea. So in this passage, in this story, what he's teaching us is Jesus wasn't necessarily traveling to meet this man. He wasn't like necessarily intending to do a healing here um, or to heal his son. Uh, but Jesus was going to Galilee to do something else. And this was kind of like a drive-by miracle. Right. Similar to like the woman at the well, right? Yes. That kind of thing. Yes. Um, so I think here he's just showing us that we don't need to be, like, let's not just be caught up in our plans um, and what we think needs to happen or what needs uh, to be done. Sometimes a miracle is in the middle of something that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So just because we're going from one place to another or working on something where we're like, oh, this is my end goal, or I feel like Jesus is, is leading me towards something, um, let's not forget what's in the middle. Let's not forget that God is working in the in-between and like every day, I mean, things are always happening. So let's not forget like God can work in, in the things, to, even though you're going toward, toward a goal. Like, yeah, and this can be, I feel like the middle can be either the process, right? From getting to, from point A to point B. Yeah. Um. So you can be in the middle of that and whatever it is that you're going through or sometimes we get caught up in the doing, right? Like I have to do this, I have yeah, to do this. Like I'm a very routine person and I'm like, I have tasks and I have to, I have to, I have to do this and I have to meal prep and I have to do all these things. And we get caught up and we forget that you should be living in between all of that as well. Yeah, like um, don't get blindsided. Exactly, exactly. Because you, be, right, or because you want to get to this goal mm-hmm. and you're you're not living in the moment because you're you're living in the future, right? Yeah. Um, so that's basically what he's teaching us there. And I think that's just important to keep in mind. Um, the next example that we have is going to be uh, Jesus is talking to a Pharisee. Um, and the situation that's happening here is he, Jesus, healed someone on the Sabbath and the Pharisees are shooketh, right? They're very upset yeah. about it. And um, they have words. Yeah, they have, they, they, have, they, have, they have words to say. This is from John 5, verse 41 and 42. It says, your approval means nothing to me. And Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He says, your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you. So what is Jesus teaching us here? Um, As we've mentioned before, we're called to be set apart. So here Jesus is teaching us that man's approval doesn't matter. Um, Truly all that matters is what God says and what he's called you to do. Um, So really what Jesus is teaching us is that you know, if you if you're following God's plan for your life or something that God's told you to do, and of course, if you've asked, um, if you have your wise counsel, um, and you've done all those important steps beforehand, 
um, it doesn't really matter what people's opinion is of you. Right, and there's, I feel like there's always gonna be people who don't agree or don't understand maybe your process or your purpose, but don't let that deter you because if you have confirmation from God and you've been praying, um, like don't doubt that, don't doubt God, you know? Right. Um, so it doesn't, it, it doesn't, yeah, don't, don't doubt God. It doesn't matter what, what people think of you. Just do what you do. Um, especially, so man's approval doesn't matter. Especially like if you are a Christian, the opinion of non-Christians that doesn't matter. You like it shouldn't I mean? influence it shouldn't, your, like God. It should, right, right, right. Because if you're living in purpose and someone that, because remember we have different standards than non-Christians and it doesn't mean that we're better than them. It right. just means that we're different from them and we have different standards because we go, we just do what the Bible and what God tells us to do. Our focus so, is different. Yeah. So if they don't agree with what you're doing, um, you'll be fine is basically what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Just keep it pushing. Like, it'll be fine. Like God's gotcha. Yeah. So you'll be good. You yeah. will be okay. Yeah. Yo. The next one is when he feeds the crowd of 5,000. Um, and they're fed the, from the fishes and loaves. Um, and so they go looking for Jesus and then he kind of schools them a little. Right. Yeah. So this is after the miracle, like he's already fed them. Yeah. And then after, um, if you remember, or if you know the story, the disciples have like the baskets of the leftovers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the crowd that he fed. Okay. Then this comes from John chapter six, verses 26 and 27. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous signs. But but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. So here, what is he teaching us? He's teaching us not to come to him just for the blessings or just for the miracles. Like, God's got you and he's going to give you those blessings and those miracles but we can't focus on the things, on just like the benefits or just the, like what can, what he can give you. Um, we need to understand like the why behind it and the purpose for actually following him. Yeah, like not what can I get from God, Yeah. right? If I'm, if I'm obedient to God, he's gonna give me this. Right, and it's not a transactional. No, it's not a transactional relationship, relationship. definitely, yeah. Yeah, so uh, don't worry about the things of this world like food. So not like worldly things, like things that we can buy or have or whatever. Consume, yeah. Yeah, but concern yourself with the things that are God. Um, so let's not just find Jesus because of what He can do for us, but let's be sure to follow Him, or at least you know have our daily walk um, and have that part. Like make sure it's His purpose and we're seeking Him for who God is, and not for the benefit of oh, if I praise, I'm gonna get this. Or if I go to church, I'm going to get this. Like, God is so much more than that, um, that we shouldn't focus on the things. Because when those things aren't happening, like, you're going to peace out. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not going to be strong. You're going to have a hard time. Um, and that's when you need Jesus the most. That's when you need him to be in your life and to help you through. Because sometimes you're not going to see the fruit at that time. Right. But you need to be persistent. That's why you need to be in that walk. Because it's not about the things, it's about the relationship. Right, yeah. You definitely need to stay faithful because if you're in it for the things and then if the things don't happen because they're not meant for you or because you have to wait or whatever the case may be, then you're probably just going to feel like you're wasting your time and then you're just going to you're, you're just going to stop. Yeah, and then you're going to lose out on all the right. other stuff right. that God does for you. Yeah. Like heal you and protect you and love you. Yeah, and, you know, be there those. for you when you're frustrated. Yeah. You need someone to talk to. And the, <laughs> yeah. as I was saying that the uh, image that came to my mind was like when you start going to the gym, 
and um, you've been going to the gym for a week and you're like, I haven't lost any weight. This is ridiculous. And then you just stop going. It's like, I ate a carrot. Why haven't I lost this weight is I had a salad yesterday. Why haven't How I lost weight? Rude. Exactly. Lettuce is being rude. You're me. like, I'm never going to the gym again. It doesn't work. No, homie, you two gotta keep going. Yeah, like maybe give it more than a week. Yeah, maybe yeah. more than a carrot. Exactly, <laughs> eat two carrots. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So the next example is gonna be basically about Jesus knowing his purpose and what he was sent to do um, by the Father. So this is John six thirty eight, and it says, "For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will." Um, number one, that's a very powerful like Bible verse. Yes. That, that's just, like just that's just straight fire. Um, and what is what's Jesus teaching us here? So this is a good example of not comparing yourself to other people and what they're doing. Um, when when you put God first, it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. We obey God and we obey the Bible. Um, is it always easy? No. Um, do we always get it right? No. No. <laughs> Definitely not. But the goal is to put God first and everything else second. So that's what Jesus is showing us here. He's just basically he knew what he was here to do. And um, I think once you fall, once you decide to follow Jesus and put him first, you really it's it's kind of your default. You're like, I don't want to do this, but um, I feel like this is what God's calling me to do. And I've decided that I'm ready to put him first. And your default is like, okay, well, this is what God wants me to do. So this is what we're doing. Right. And you and you tend to uh, fall back on like reading your Bible and praying and just going by, okay, um, is this a godly decision? Is this something that's going to benefit me in my spiritual walk? Is this, you know, is this going to help me personally as far as like, am I going to have peace about it? Um, so it's important not to just, you know, not just like, is it something because someone else is doing it or not like comparison, but also like, am I in the will of God? Yeah. So it's important to use discernment. Of course, we always want to yeah. make sure that, um, regardless if it's like a good thing or a bad thing, or, or like if you, if, if it's not like, it doesn't necessarily have to be sin. Like no. it can just be like a gray area where you have two decisions to make mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, I have to pick between this job and this job and neither of them are bad but you just have to use your discernment and, and talk to the godly people in your life and try to make the best decision for you. And not to say that one decision is gonna ruin your life and the other one isn't. No. It's just, you just kind of have to um, go back to those basics, like Yadi said, and read the Bible and just kind of listen to the Holy Spirit and just try to make the best decision by, by using your discernment. So I'll kind of make two points. I, I remember hearing, um, just because it's a good thing doesn't mean it's a God thing. Yep. Uh, so that's important. Like, there's a lot of good things. Yes. Like, there's not a, you know, things that you do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, like, they're good for you. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, you hanging out with friends or, like, you know, going out to eat. Like, they're, I mean, those are very basic. But you know what I mean? Like, they're decisions that you make and things yeah, that you do. Yeah, they're not evil. They're not evil. Yeah. They're not sinning by doing right. them. Uh, but by choosing them over maybe something that God's leading you to or something that's in, your, in like, the purpose or something. Um, that's always important to keep in mind. Like, just because it's a good thing doesn't mean it's a God thing. Um, and also, like, kind of to your point, like, sometimes you have two decisions. I mean, sometimes God's giving you two decisions, and it just depends on, like, which one. Just have peace about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Just be mindful of, like, how you're seeking that, and it's not because one benefits you more, like, personally, or because you're like, oh, I want to be better than that person, or, you know, something in, in that. Yeah, part. like, make sure the decision is based on just godly truths, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that, that you're not you're not doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but I was listening to a sermon, um, and I heard a pastor say that when you live by principles, there's less decisions you have to make because they're already made for you. Mm -hmm. So if you obey what the Bible says, you don't have to ask yourself how to manage your money or your relationships. 
there's actually no decision to make because the Bible has already told you how to do it. Yeah. So right. when you when you live by principles like we do, we live by what the Bible says and by what God says, there's decisions that we don't have to make, right? Mm-hmm. So how do I spend my money? As soon as you get paid, you give the 10% to the church and then you do everything else. You give your offerings or whatever, but at least the first always goes to God. Yeah. That's something we don't have to think about. So when you live by principles, you kind of just have this default where, okay, well, I don't have to worry about how I'm going to manage my money because the Bible's already telling me. I don't need discernment. Yeah. The Bible is yeah. literally telling me. So um, something to keep in mind. Something to think about for yep. sure. All right. So the next example is, um, it's a juicy one. So there's a woman caught in adultery. Um, so Jesus was teaching in the temple. Um, this is this is just the the pre- preamble so you know what's going on so jesus was teaching in the temple and exactly content um jesus was teaching in the temple and when he was done he was confronted by a crowd right so this is what happened after this moment this is john 8 3 through 11 bear with me it's a couple of verses as he was speaking the teachers of religious law and the pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery they put her in front of the crowd teacher they said to jesus this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up and said, All right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one beginning with the oldest until one until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman where are your accusers didn't even one of them condemn you no lord she said and Jesus said neither do i go and sin no more Ooh. so good uh, so good so just to, this one i mean i feel like it's just so simple what's he teaching us okay so let's get a little teachy because this this point is important to condemn means to express complete disapproval or to prove or show the guilt of. Um, Jesus, the perfect human who has never sinned, didn't condemn anyone. Like he never condemned anyone. So we shouldn't either. That's literally the point of this whole thing. Um, I think it was, it was so good. They were just trying to condemn her. They're like, oh, she's an adulterer. She's doing this. She's doing that. And Jesus was like, okay, well, you you've probably sinned too so you go ahead like if you want to stone her and if you've never sinned go ahead you throw the first stone right and they just started walking away and i know that we've both heard sermons where um there's speculation that when jesus um bent over and he was writing in the sand that they think that he may potentially have been writing people's either people's names or their sins or their sins in the sand um which is really cool and really savage yeah it's like you're looking down you're like oh i did that and it's cool because i mean it's not cool but i think it's just um savagey that the bible tells you that um when they started walking away the oldest left first right because i've lived more so i've sinned more (laughs) so they're yeah so there's they're the ones that started leaving first so it's just powerful because i think there's a lot of people that um they don't have a relationship with god or they don't necessarily have a very strong relationship with jesus because they think that jesus just wants to punish them and yeah, there's this idea that he's them. like, yeah, yeah, like he's gonna punish and, and just make you suffer. Right, like I'm, like he's just sitting on his throne waiting for you to mess up, and then he's gonna punish you. And that's just not the case. And the, literally, the Bible is telling us that. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing to note here is, I think people, because it was adultery, um, they kind of be like, like that's the worst one, like mm-hmm. that's right under murder kind of thing. And so they wanted to expose her and be like, 
like condemn her or like, you know, let's stone her or whatever it is that they wanted to do because of this type of sin. And I think it just shows like Jesus isn't um, trying to classify sin, like sin is sin. Right, uh, right. So there's, not like a, there's not like a small, this is the difference <laughs> yeah. between a lie and a white lie. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, you're just lying. Girl. Like you're lying. Yeah. Like you can call it whatever you want, but yeah. you put white in front of red. Put whatever green, color you want. Yeah. But <laughs> you're lying. ultimately it's a lie. Um, and I think that's that's really powerful to see here too because he wasn't like, oh, well, y'all are right because she's an adulterer. So that's like, let's bad, kill bad. that one. Yeah. But y'all like stole and like lied and like whatever. Like those are not bad. No, right. He no. doesn't compare sin. That's that's a that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, sin is sin. Yeah, and he's not he's not trying to punish you. So in case you, um, uh, you know, Sarah, whoever's listening to this, <laughs> he's not trying to punish you. He loves you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Moving right along. Okay. So. The next one is Jesus cries after he is told Lazarus dies. Um, and this one is John eleven thirty five. 35. And the verse is, then Jesus wept. And that's it. That's it. That's, that's, that's literally the verse. verse. Yep. Um, so basically Lazarus um, was a good friend of Jesus. Um, they had told him that, you know, he, I believe he was, you know, sick. Um, hey, come heal him. Like, like he needs you. Um, Jesus, like, I hear you, but he didn't go, and so he died. And so this is when he goes over and he realizes, like, oh, he already did die. And so he wept. Um, so just a little teaching moment here. It is the shortest verse um, in the Bible. Uh, so three simple words. Yep. Um, I think in Spanish, I think it's like two words. <laughs> so even shorter. Uh, but just here, uh, we just want to, what he's teaching us is just about his humanity. Again, it, like Jesus had emotions. Um, he showed that it was okay to cry. It's okay to, um, you know, show like how he felt. And so we have to be able to do that as well. Like he's grieving. It was a friend. It was someone close to him. Um, he was hoping to see him. And then he gets there and... You know, he had he had died. So he you know, he just expressed how he felt. So we should be able to do that too. We shouldn't hold that in, we shouldn't feel like we can't do that. Um, especially um with God, you know, especially like in times of prayer, in times of need, like don't hold that back. That's part of just being human. Yeah. And just showing Yeah. There's no God. need to fake it till you make it. Yeah. Okay, just be honest, just learn how to manage your emotions properly. It's yeah. okay to have emotions. You just have to be able to manage them and also know that you can't let your emotions drive the car, okay? Yeah. Emotions are just there to just, hey, there's little warning signs yeah. like, hey, this is what you're feeling. This is what you're feeling, but don't let them drive the car. Like, don't sit in it. For, right. Like ever. Right. Like, have a minute. Have a pity party if you need for a minute. Yeah. But, eat some ice cream. You'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. But then, but then we pray. Like, it off, yeah. We pray. And, and then, then we, and then we get back up. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next one uh, is the washing of the disciples' feet, uh, which is just a custom that was done um, kind of usually when you went into someone's home, you'd been wa- you walked everywhere. Um, so you wash feet, um, people's feet. And so in this instance, Jesus is going to wash the disciples' feet. And this is coming from John chapter 13, verse 4 through 5, and then verses 12 through 15. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, Do you understand what I was doing? 
You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. So it's pretty like... Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, do as I did kind of thing. Um, but here he's teaching us um, how to be an example of service. Like, how we can serve others. Um, and in this moment, that's exactly what he was doing. He was being an example of service. So Jesus was serving the disciples at the time. He took the time to show them like how to serve someone else, uh, that you're not above somebody else just because of who they call you or who you are or what you do. Um, and in the same moment, he's also saying like, you need to do the same. Like he came, did it, but not just to do it, also like, you need to do it now as well. Like follow the example. So yeah, he literally says, I've given you an example to follow. So do as I have done to you. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really much else we could say I about mean, that. Like he he did it. And then after he did it and showed them literally what they had to do, he was like, okay, this is my example. Now now do it. Now, now you do it to everybody else. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm done. Super simple. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for just, just breaking it down for us so we yeah. know what to do. Um, but yeah, in this way, like there's so many things, like these things exactly that we're talking about. They're those examples that he gave. Like, maybe not on the, all, all of them did he, like, do this, you know? But right. That's what he came to do, to be the example, to, to show us this is what you need to do. Yeah, and that's why we recommend reading the Gospels, because um, since being a Christian is really just having a relationship with Jesus, when you read the Gospels, it is the story of Jesus. Right. So you get to know him, and then you, go in, you grow in your relationship that way. Um, but when you think about, like, whenever you read the Gospels, just... Apart from the basis that, okay, this story of this man, Jesus, is trying to teach me how to live my best life, basically, right. um, and and just apply it. Apply it to your life. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next one is going to be um, praying when Jesus is praying in the Mount of Olives. And that's going to be in um, John 18, 11, And it says, but Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering the Father has given me? Um, the first part of that, if you remember from last week's episode, is when um, Peter just like and cuts the cuts the soldiers, um, the basically the cops' ear off. Because um, they're about to take you. Exactly, like, but no. yeah, yeah, he just does some karate moves and, and cuts the guy's ear off. But um, here, what Jesus is teaching us is that um, he shows us that it's okay to have your own desires and voice them to God, but it's more important to surrender to the will of God because whatever God wants for us is always gonna be better than what we want for ourselves, right? So um, in another gospel, um, it's referred to as when Jesus is praying and he says, um, he's asking God for this cup to pass from him, right? Cause he's yeah. in all his humanity. And we were saying last episode where he's like sweating blood cause he's so frustrated and scared and all these things. And he's showing us all this emotion. And um, of course, he doesn't want to die in this way. He probably doesn't want to die at all, but he's still surrendering to the will of God because that's what he was sent here to do. So that's kind of what we have to keep in mind. It's like, I don't want to do this, but um, I, it's what you've called me to do, so I'm doing it. But also taking it to God and being honest with him and, and just expressing your emotions like we said before. Right, yeah. Just being honest with God, like there's going to be things that were... I think the, the biggest thing sometimes that we have is like maybe we're afraid because we don't see what God sees, you of know? Of course, yeah. So we're stepping into things in faith and with our human eyes. We're literally just stepping into the unknown all the time. <laughs> and Every our, single day. Yeah, all the time. 
but you know, as, as we're walking and we get maybe more involved in, um, in, in church or with community and things like that, um, even in our personal lives, like we're pushed to things that God pushes us to things because he knows like he's going to be the one who's going to take care of it. And he knows he can use you, but we don't see it, you know, because we're just like, nah, I can't do that. So we get kind of scared. Um, but just knowing that we can trust in him and like, it's okay if we don't feel uh, like we measure up because a lot of times we don't by our own strength and abilities. Uh, but if it's a God thing and he's guiding you, like trust in that and just know like it's your will. So I know that's the better option. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely always going to be the better option. And then for this last one, um, uh, it's it's just a little bonus for you, and it was too many verses to compile because it's just he it's mentioned multiple times. But basically, <laughs> this is the gem. Okay, Jesus walked. That's it. <laughs> That's all you get. Jesus walked. If there was another short verse that'd be like, Jesus yeah, walked. Jesus walked. He walked everywhere. This, this man walked everywhere. He was never rushed. He was never depicted as running or riding in a chariot or something. He never took an Uber. Like he literally walked and rode a colt. Yeah. which is a baby horse, which probably can't go that fast. His little legs. Yeah, he rolled a colt once, and then everywhere else he walked. Right. So, essentially, take your time with things, right? Take it one step at a time. Stop rushing through things. Stop um, uh, over planning. And I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm talking to myself. Um, <laughs> this is a self podcast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is, I'm just, I'm just preaching to my own self. But basically, we just need to, yeah, just, we need to stop rushing in. Um, a good, really good verse that, that just helps us to understand this is from, it's 1 Corinthians, and this is from the message version, and it says, um, this is the Apostle Paul, which if you listened to last week's episode, you know who that is. Um, the verse says, uh, it's 1 Corinthians 7, 17, and it says, and don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Yes, that's really powerful. Mic drop. Um. I think it kind of goes back to the, like, let's not just think of our end goal, yes. but, like, what are we doing in between? Like, sometimes we want to rush, like, if, if God everything. has given you a word, yeah, yeah. or you feel like, oh, I want to I wanna do this, or I want to do that, and you've gotten confirmation from Jesus, um, like, you want to... You want to wake up tomorrow and be like, let's go, I'm going to yeah. be a millionaire! Yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, God's trying to tell you, like, but every day, like, I'm teaching something, so when you get there, you're, like, fully equipped, and exactly. you're strong, and you're confident. Exactly. And you're like full of me and all this stuff, and we're like, no, no, I want to get there. I want to yeah, get there. Yeah, I want to so get there like, now. But if you do, if you do get there when you want to get there, you're gonna just be bumbling and just yeah. a buffoon all over the place because you're not gonna know what you're doing. So it's it never works. When it's we in try the to process. Rush. Yeah, it's when the preparation. Yeah. The preparation is that what really, literally gets you ready for what God has for you. You can't just go from waking up to God's promise the next day because if you haven't prepared, it's just <laughs> not. You're not gonna be able to sustain it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think another thing, uh, when we do try to rush, I think like that's when we make mistakes, right? We, we forget Unnecessary things. Unnecessary mistakes, yes. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not things, you wouldn't have done that if you hadn't been rushing. Mm -hmm. But here we are like trying to get out the door, trying to like make it to point B that we forget our keys, we forget our wallet, we forget our prayer, we forget yeah. all these things. And God's up there watching like, mm. Like, mm. I told you. I done told you. If you, not, if you would have waited, you would have taken your wallet with you and you yeah. could have gotten that Starbucks. There you go. <laughs> But now you're going to be all sleep-deprived and exactly. tired. Exactly. Um, it's funny. I imagine Jesus being sassy sometimes and being like, mm, I told you not to do that. But anyway, 
Um, oh well. Yeah. I'm so, here though. <laughs> exactly. Let me know. Let me know. You're still not gonna get that coffee, but like, you know, I'm still here. Yeah, but you know, tomorrow let's try again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, we just wanted to share these examples with you. Um, I think it's really important to. Um, you know, maybe some of you haven't read the Bible and, and it's overwhelming because it's a, it's a fat book with a PH. And um, we just wanted to share some examples that Jesus is showing us what to do, how to do it, how to live. And it's just um, not necessarily basic examples, but just like everyday things that he's teaching us how to do and just be able to apply to our own lives. Right, and I feel like as, as you read it, like every time you read it, you kind of get another little gem, a little nugget of information. You're like, wow, like Jesus did this. And it applies to your life. Um, so don't stop reading it, because I feel like every time you read it, you pick something else, another part of the story, another part of his journey, another part of his teaching. So. Yeah, and just please know that, like anything else, it is a process. It's a process for okay. Yali, it's a process for me. Um, we're not we're not perfect in any sort of way, and just because we're walking with Jesus every day doesn't mean we got this down pat, and uh, we gonna die and not have this down pat. So. Um, just remember it's a process. Remember that it's just a day. It's a daily walk every day You just have to put in some effort and just continue to build that relationship and just um, Learn more about God learn more about the Bible and just continuously be progressing and just trying to be better than you were yesterday yeah. um, We're not aiming for perfection because it's impossible But the only thing we can do is just continue to learn about Jesus and continue to um, try to um, Be like him as much as we can and it's not always gonna work out, it's not always gonna be easy, but just keep going. Yeah, and don't get discouraged if there's days where it doesn't happen, like you don't do what you had planned to do. Uh, it happens to us, Yep. I know it happens to me for sure, Yep. Um, but I don't let that say like, oh, I didn't pray this morning, I'm not gonna pray all week, like no, I'm gonna pray tonight, I'm yeah. gonna pray tomorrow again, like I, you know, I was rushing, uh, I missed it, but I'm trying again, getting back up, you know. Yeah, yeah, so just, just keep on walking. And um, the closing thought that we wanted to share for today, it's again from um, good old Darius Daniels because um, I love him and he's great. Yeah, he's an amazing pastor. And um, he said, we cannot have the life of Jesus without the lifestyle of Jesus. And that is just, it's just the best nugget that I can give you just to close out this episode where um, we cannot have, we cannot walk into everything that God has for us if we don't attempt to live like Jesus and um, follow his example. So we just wanted to share that with you. Um, we hope that this episode provided some value to you. If you have any questions or um, if you want us to go in deeper or maybe um, give you more examples or do another gospel, whatever, let us know. Hit us up on Instagram. We are Midtown Misfits on Instagram or hit us up on our email. It is in the show notes. Um, but we hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, this is Fran. This is Yavi. And we are the Midtown Misfits and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.